Hey there, Kaniacs. I am Jared Ellis of Fansided's Cardiac Kane, and I am joined today by the brand new co-host of Locked on Hurricanes, Walker Barra. What's going on, Kaniacs? And we are your hosts of the brand new podcast about our favorite bunch of jerks, Locked on Hurricanes, brought to you by the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And in today's episode, Kaniacs... We're going to welcome Walker to the show, just like you did me in our teaser episode. He's going to tell us a little bit about himself, what he is looking forward to with the show. And we also have the first half of our interview with Julia from the Locked on Devils podcast. And to round out the show, we're going to take a look at the Metropolitan Division standings, seeing as there were some changes in that last night, or two nights ago. And we've may also take a look at the league standings as a whole. Jared, I'm getting a little hungry, man. Oh, yeah? What you think about getting them? I'm not too sure. I, I don't really want to get out of the house, though. Oh, have you heard of this app called DoorDash? I've heard it mentioned a couple of times. Can you tell me a little more about it? Well, you should definitely download the app to your phone because I use it all the time, and I think it's time you treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants delivered to you. Our listeners... Get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the app and use the promo code Locked On. Well, Jared, I will certainly look into that, my man. Yep, just remember to use that promo code Locked On to get $5 off your first order of $15 or more. Sounds good, man. All right. Now, Walker, tell us a little bit about yourself and what do you have looking forward to the show? Well, I'm just a casual. Hurricanes fan. I've liked hockey for a little while and just recently really gotten back into it after going to a game with a group of my friends. I like learning more about it and I hope to learn even more than what uh, than what I know now and uh, look forward to having this new journey with you and seeing where it takes us and I'm just really excited to be doing this. I know we definitely have some big plans for this show as discussed in the teaser trailer. That's right. And there will, of course, be more and more stuff coming down the pipeline as we go on with this. That's right. Yes. Now, on to that talk with Julia. That was really, really fun we did earlier this morning. And yeah. we have the first half of that coming up right now. There we go. Um, the Devils played Carolina, and they won 5-3. to three. Mm-hmm. Um, So let's just talk a little bit. So the shots on goal were very similar. New Jersey had 26 and Carolina had 27. Penalty minutes were exactly the same for 12 and 12. And the power play was exactly the same where each team scored on one out of four of their power plays. Um, So all in all, it was a pretty even game up until the end. Um, So what do you guys think about that game so far? Or in the first, first few periods, how do you guys think Carolina played? I think they played decent enough. They definitely showed that they were in the back half of a back-to-back. They definitely looked kind of gassed. Um, and then trying to adjust to Reimer's play style because he has a different play style than Peter. There was a little bit of I don't know, confusion on that. And that definitely showed, especially towards the end, because he definitely gave up some easily avoidable goals. Right. Um, it is what it is now. You want to bounce back? Yeah. 
I I can agree with Jared. I feel like we started out the game with, <clears throat> excuse me, a pretty good intensity that we typically bring to start out with, and uh, as it showed, we kind of just plateaued off there at right around the end of the second period, and that just continued on into the third period, and we didn't capitalize on any scoring chances that we had, and I feel like there were a few times that that could have happened going by the highlights. Um, so that actually brings me to a question that I had for you guys. Okay. Um, how reliable of a backup is James Reimer, do you think? Um, I've been a Reimer defender since he came here. Um, I still like James Reimer. Um, but like I mentioned, I feel his play style is different than Peter's. Um, and with Peter being the starter, getting more ice time, um, I feel that that affects how the team plays with Reimer. Um, cause in the first few games when it was alternating Peter, James back to back, uh, I was looking at the save percentages for a time there. James was a top 10 goalie in the league. Um, and now that's fell off. I just think he needs more time to adjust with the team and they need to get used to each other because um, he gambles a lot and plays the puck very heavily. Um, I think that's just something that the team needs to get used to. I can agree and with that. I think it'll just develop more with time because um, right now we're still very early on in the season. Um, everyone's still getting the feel of each other. Okay, yeah, I totally understand where you guys are coming from with that because we've had the same with our goalies where we've been playing them kind of interchangeably. Mm -hmm. Um, Blackwood actually got the start for both back-to-back against the Flyers and the Canes, Uh, and I think that he looked pretty good there. Um, But that's a conversation for another time. (laughs) Uh, I'm a huge Blackwood fan, so that's, like, my thing. Um, I have a few questions for you guys just overall – about the Canes and then some about the game last night. Um, so last night we heard a lot about uh, Jake Gardner. We just, it feels like whenever he was on the ice, uh, listening to the Devil's Feed, his name was being said. Like he was making himself shown on the ice. How has the offseason acquisition of Jake Gardner impacted the Canes so far? I know it's so early on, but have you guys seen an impact? Yeah, I definitely feel he has had an impact um, in good ways and um, and in bad ways. Um, he's definitely still finding his footing, um, which can be seen some on the power play because I forget uh, which one it was uh, last night, but there was a shift where he was looking really rough. Um, yeah. But there have also been places where he's been amazing, just like the game-winning overtime goal against the Capitals early on. Beautiful goal. Um, yeah, definitely beautiful. Um, and... Also, last night with his assist with Warren Fogle, that was a really smart play. Um, but there's also times where he's caused a lot of unnecessary turnovers. So just like Reimer, I think it'll just take a little bit more time just getting used to the new team. Plus, he had fun with the storm search for trick-or-treating. So that's always nice. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think, I think Jake's been a really good addition to the Canes' blue line. Even watching him from when he was on Toronto, that was his previous team, correct? Yes. Okay, yeah. Even watching him then, he's just really great defensive. He has his moments offensive, but definitely recently from like what Jared was saying, just to further go along with that, I feel like he's kind of a 50-50 guy. He's either really on point one night or he's just 
not doing what he needs to do occasionally. And I feel like he's just back and forth with that. So that's my, that's just my personal opinion on that though. No, that definitely makes sense. Um, that's kind of how he was in Toronto too. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I watched a few of the Toronto games last season and I kind of noticed that as well. And that's a lot of what came out about him when he was on the trading block. Um, right. So Jared, you mentioned Warren Fogle. He got his first goal last night on the season how important is it for him to be producing and like the young guys to be producing for your team? Oh, it's extremely important. Fogel was a big part in the Kane success of last season, uh, especially in the playoffs. Um, he definitely needs to keep that up because up until last night, he hadn't really done much. I mean, a few assists here and there, but that was about it. Um, but he definitely needs to keep that up. Same as everyone else. I mean, Fetch, he's been doing great. Nietzsche's has been doing great. Um, Aho and Nita Ryder, they're finally starting to get going. Um, but everyone just needs to be picking up. I mean, Aho, he has been having slow starts pretty much every season. Um, yeah. But he definitely needs to start getting out of that. Same with everyone else. But I think everyone's going to be uh, getting on the right track soon. I can agree with that too, especially since the Canes are such a, we're such a young team. We have very few veteran players that have been in the game for multiple seasons. You know, we got like Jordan Stahl, we got Reimer now, and now Peter kind of coming into his own little veteran status. And I feel like it's really important for the rookies and the younger guys to really get out there and show that just because they're young, that these, the special teams especially um, don't need to be sleeping on, on the younger guys. And I think Fogel really capitalized on his chances definitely during the playoffs. He was huge for, for the Canes' offensive line during the playoffs. And I think he's, along with Aho and Nino, I think they're really just worried about proving their worth. I think that's just really hurting them mentally. But I feel like if they just continue doing what they're doing, just get back to the grindstone, I feel like they, they can be a huge benefit for this team, which is what ultimately they all want to be. Yeah, they're in their own head. Absolutely. Um, speaking of young players, now I want to get into Sveshnikov. Um, he tends to throw his body around. Yeah. He, like, he's not afraid to do that. So like, I think that's really interesting, especially because of how young he is. The mad Russian. So like, how uh, has that impacted the team, uh, him being so physical? Uh, I definitely think it's really good um, with him being physical. Um, um, get this up here because I had something ripped down about him. Um, what was it? Uh, yeah, uh, just his physical style of play is definitely really good to see, especially right now um, with Martin Oak being out. It's nice to have another forward out there that's not afraid to throw down with someone uh, when they decide to mess with his team. I like, totally. uh, forget who it was last night, uh, but when he was beefing with Fogel, um, Svetch got right up in his face and was ready to go. So it's nice to have that other enforcer out there um, alongside Edmondson, alongside Stahl. Um, and then when Martin Oat gets back, um, to be out there. And obviously Svetch is able to produce offensively. He's been proving that since game one of the season. Right. And of course, he had that amazing lacrosse call the other night. So the beautiful Michigan. Here. <laughs> <laughs> but he definitely does need to um, take – uh, take care of his careless penalties because he does have a tendency to yes. uh, take those. Uh, he needs to clean that up some. I think he almost shows that he's a little too aggressive occasionally. Yeah, 
yeah, he can be a bit too aggressive with some of the penalties he takes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. That's I feel like that's uh, kind of the way it is with some younger rookies that do play physically. Um, right. The only others that's coming to mind is the Flyers' Travis Konechny. He mm-hmm. used to take a lot of careless penalties, um, and now he's kind of grown out of that. Um, we don't really have too many like super physical young guys on the Devils right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Wayne Simmons to take care of that. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's who it was I was thinking of. Yeah, that Spetsch was going after. Yeah, that's who I was thinking of. I can't think of the name. for him to go after Simmons. <laughs> Simmons definitely likes to instigate stuff, though. I've, I, that's the wrong reasons. Right? One reason, one of the reasons, excuse me, why I've always liked Simmons, just because he likes to start stuff. And he'll finish them, too. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to get into special teams now, because special teams is something that the Devils have struggled with a little bit this season. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys scored on one out of four of your power plays yesterday, and you got scored on for one out of four of your penalty kills. Yes. Um, so how has special teams impacted the Canes overall this season? I think it's improved from last season. Uh, definitely. It's definitely no secret. Um, last season, the Canes uh, power play was awful. But it has been improving this season so far. Um, uh, it definitely still needs work because um, they do yes. tend to just – mess around with the puck they don't tend to capitalize on opportunities they have um, as much as they should but Eric Halla he's been phenomenal in the power play I mean down here um, when the Hurricanes will score on the power play we get a free Bobe biscuit from Bojangles whoop, whoop. Yeah. so his nickname has been Eric Botime Halla <laughs> so we love him um, and he's been great on the power play but just everyone else really start needs needs to start stepping it up some um, but it has been improving, which is very good to see. I agree with that. And especially like going back to the Canes, just giving up those easy penalties, the trippings, the hookings, high sticks and stuff like that, that really mm-hmm. hurts us because we could be going up against a special team and we'd be up, I don't know, by two points. And then Svedge or I've seen Stahl do it too, make a really reckless hooking or hooking penalty or a tripping minor or whatever like that and they come back and special teams man they'll just like as the name uh says they'll go right in on the power play and we sleep on that and we get a little too cocky and i think that really hurts us and that's where our our pk can sometimes suffer yeah the devil kind of have been having those issues as well we've been scoring on like one out of every like four or five power plays per game basically Mm -hmm. Um, and we get scored on a heck of a lot more during the penalty kill. So I can definitely relate to that. Right. Um, so I have one last little question for you guys. It's just a fun question. Um, so obviously the Canes like have a good morale in the locker room and they do the storm surge, which is really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that relates to the Devils a lot because the Devils are kind of like a really positive team. Uh, P.K. Subban's, like, talked about how the Devils are, have, like, their morale has stayed really up and positive in the locker room. So I feel like those teams, our teams are very similar in that way. Mm-hmm. But are there any little, like, tidbits from the team that you can share about, like, anything? If there's any drama or if there's any more little fun things that they do? Well, they'll always have their victory songs, uh, like, when they win. <laughs> yes. Uh, because I know Sarah Sivian from The Athletic, she compiled a playlist of all the songs from last season 
um, pretty much any Canes fan that has Spotify listens to that playlist. Um, it's super fun. Uh, when they beat the Kings uh, a couple weeks back, their victory song was Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. So, <laughs> I mean, everyone knows about the Taylor Swift song. That's right. And, of course, I mean, right now, like I said earlier, just around North Carolina in general, Andre Svechnikov is a god to us, and Dougie Hamilton could probably run for office and win. Oh, definitely. Yes, he could run for mayor of Raleigh and win. But um, it's just nice to see the Canes giving back to their community as well. Um, just they have good public relations, which is always good to see. Um, at the start of every home game, um, they'll always have a party out in the South Plaza um, with like giant inflatable stuff. Um, it's just great to see. It just keeps the morale of not only the team, but the fan base up as well, which is definitely nice because if everyone's happy, whether the product is good on the ice or not, I mean, everyone's still at least going to be happy and having fun. Everybody loves the, the Skate with the Canes event too. Yes. Which is yeah. amazing. What's that? The Skate with the Canes event is, they hold it every year or most, I think most every year around mm-hmm. what well, like, I think it's actually coming up. Like maybe, like maybe oh, January no, or February. It's maybe a little bit later in the season this year, but I yeah. Don't off the top of my head. Yeah, I can't remember either. But it's literally, <clears throat> excuse me. It like like the name says, uh, you purchase a ticket. It's really not that much, and you get to go to this event. And they have, I believe it's three separate stations. Uh, the first one, and they come in different groups. First one, you can go through a line and meet some of the players, get some signatures and stuff. And then another group, you actually go down to the ice and you get to skate around with some of the players and take some pictures, shoot some pucks and stuff like that. And then the third group, you actually get to go back to the locker room where another group of players are at. And you get to take pictures with them and their cubbies and stuff like that. And you you really get to interact with them, especially when you're actually on the ice and you get to skate with them. Because I know me and my fiance skated around with Lucas Walmart, who was just an absolutely nice guy. He's just so chill just we skated like two or three laps around the little the little area that they have for just free skate and we just talked about how he was enjoying north carolina and just different things like that and it's just a really cool event to go and see and really interact with these guys i just thought it was cool yeah great yeah just every player um on the canes is just really good with the fans yeah Um, which is always good to see because sometimes you'll hear about people they're not really good with fans. They just tend to blow them off. Um, here, that's not the case. Everyone will stop and talk to the fans. Everyone will sign autographs. Everyone will take pictures. It's been a couple months removed, but back in September, um, well, started back in July, um, I was at one of the bars here in Goldsboro. I had a couple too many drinks. I decided to mark note uh he responded, he's like, you know, time and place won't be back in Raleigh until the end of August. Um, then we got that sorted out. So then back in September, um, we went out drinking, which was fun. Um, and then just, there are, often, there are a bunch of other fans there as well, because um, it was, you know, the more fans, the better. Um, he took his time with every single player, or not player, every single fan, took pictures, signed autographs, and everything. Um, yeah, he's great. And then I was also at the private storm brew tasting before we went out there. Um, and it was the same deal there. He was talking to everyone, took pictures, 
Yeah. And then he's just a great person to be around. And then, especially after all that, there's definitely a lot more um, vocal opinions from the fans of wanting him to be named captain or alternate captain just because he's a good presence in the locker room, but also just a good ambassador for the team in general, just going out and doing stuff like that. It just, it really makes a connection with the fans, which is something that's great, whether the Canes are winning or not. That connection with the fans is extremely important. He's just always in a good mood. Yes. Yes. I love that. Um, Right now, I don't know if you guys heard about this, the Devils fans were kind of at odds with the team. We were booing them on their own power play at one point. That was actually a question I wanted to ask you about. What were your personal thoughts on that? Yeah, and Taylor Hall actually said something about it. So I personally don't believe that you should boo your own team. Um, I think that... They feed off of your energy as much mm-hmm. as you feed off of theirs. Like they're gonna do well if you're like loud and like helping support them and spur them on. Um, so I don't think that it's really a great thing to boo your own team. Um, right. But Devils fans have been fed up with the way that the season started, um, and that's kind of like what happened. And I, I mean, I don't get it, but like it makes sense. Yeah. Um. So being able to hear that, like the Canes and stuff, like the Canes and the fan base of the Canes have such a big like community that's so connected is really cool. We love our team. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, As a- that's it for me. Um, do you guys have anything to ask me or anything for me? I, uh, Walker has the questions. Yeah, I, I actually wrote a few down. Uh, Jared, I meant to send these to you, but uh, oh, that's sorry. my bad. <laughs> um, so I've already asked you about how what your um, opinion was on the whole booing deal, but I wanted to ask how you felt about the acquisition of P.K. Subban and um, especially the uh, acquisition from your first pick of Jack Hughes. What is your overall opinion on performance you've seen from both of them individually or together or just wanted to get your personal thoughts? So Jack Hughes has been huge for us. Mm -hmm. He's been huge. He's been really big for us. He's been a good like morale booster um and he's kind of just really within the past few games found his footing and gotten his confidence up which is just so good to see right uh, he's not producing like all the time mm-hmm. he's everywhere on the ice he's getting more confident with the puck and then pk suban i love this acquisition of pk suban mm-hmm. we got him for like nothing um which is so and- very surprising i know right yeah absolutely and i just i don't know he he has like a job to do obviously and when he doesn't do it it's very noticeable Mm -hmm. um because already he has become that impactful of um on our team which is really great and really important for us because we kind of needed that on our blue line we needed that person who, who can step up and take the leadership responsibility um, and also play responsibly with the puck, you know? Certainly. So I think that both of those acquisitions have been really big for the Devils. Now, Kanyaks, wasn't that fun? I'm assuming you said yes. <laughs> uh, we will have the second part of that interview coming up tomorrow where we ask Julia a few questions. Now, we're going to take a look at the Metropolitan Division standings because with that loss to the New Jersey Devils, there were definitely some changes for the Hurricanes. Definitely. They were sitting at second in the Metro, but they have 
now fell down to third. They are sitting behind Washington at number one and the Islanders at number two. Hurricanes now have 19 total points um, with a record of nine, four, and one. Rounding out the Metro, you got Pittsburgh at number four with 17 points at eight, five, and one. Philadelphia at, with 14 points at six, five, and two. Columbus with 13 points at five, six, and three. The New York Rangers with 11 points at five, five, and one. And the team we just lost to, seeing an eighth place in the Metro with 10 points, the New Jersey Devils at three, five, and four. What do you think about that, Walker? Not definitely. Well, it's not bad starting off here at the beginning of the season. Um, I think the Canes have lost a little bit of gas at this point, but I feel like they can definitely rally up. And I would like to see them a lot higher than third place because they're kind of they're kind of getting burnt right there. They're kind of sitting on the pot for a little too long. Yeah. Um, but I feel like yeah. they can rally up and get to uh, second and first up there. Yeah, who we got next? I think we got Philadelphia next on Tuesday. Yep. Um, which hopefully we can we can win that one. Uh, and then just taking a quick look at league standings, uh, Hurricanes are seeing eighth place overall in the league, um, just behind Buffalo and right above a a slew of other teams. Uh, got a bunch of teams. Uh, Sitting there with 18 points overall. Um, yeah, Nashville at 9th, Colorado at 10th, Florida at 11th, Anaheim at 12th, Vegas at 13th, and Calgary at 14th. That's right. They're all there. A really close race there for ninth place. But that does it for today's episode, Walker. Uh, that was a fun debut episode. I agree. And tomorrow, KNX, we will take a quick look at the game against Philadelphia and we'll bring you that second for the interview with Julia and we will also try to take some of your questions as well we hope you guys have a great day and we can't wait to talk to you again tomorrow bye bye guys